In 2020, Democrats took full control of Washington. And it will give Democrats control of the Senate. Joe Biden has been elected. But Republicans stood up in the states. There was no blue wave. Democratic down-ballot disasters carried all the way to the state legislatures. Now, we're the last line of defense against the Democrats' socialist agenda. The ways we're fighting back are bigger than you think. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to It's Bigger Than You Think, a conversation about the politics that most impact our everyday lives. This is episode 24. I'm your host, Annie Moore, and joining me today is Pennsylvania State Representative and House Majority Secretary, Martina White. Representative White, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Annie. I appreciate the opportunity to come and speak with you. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of questions for me, but I look forward to answering them. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun conversation. Pennsylvania is a really interesting state. But before we, you know, just dive into all of the political dynamic of of Pennsylvania, I really want to hear about your story so that our our listeners can get some some background and really understand, you know, why you chose to run for office and, you know, um, what it's like to serve in Pennsylvania. So you're young. What made you want to leave the private sector and engage in public service by running for state representative? Sure thing. Uh, So I had never really thought about running for public office before. I had a wonderful professional life. I was working to help young families and seniors and even small business owners find a way to have financial security in their life. Um, But when the state rep seat became open, I kind of was approached by a longtime family friend. She was a Republican committee woman. And she said that you should totally do this. You should run for office. And I was very shocked at the uh, notion of doing such a thing because I had no idea of what it would entail. But uh, she encouraged me and she helped me uh, to just pursue this opportunity. And it worked out so awesome. Um, So now I get to serve in the House of Representatives. I took the leap and I was proud to be the first I guess you could say non-guaranteed Republican elected in Philadelphia in a quarter century. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks. Um, What would you tell other young women who are thinking about serving their communities, but they're not really sure, you know, how to get started or what to do? Yeah, I would just say, you know, volunteer with community groups, get involved in civic organizations, even charities. Um, Make sure that you talk with your local party organization There's lots of different party activities that you can help with and you can build your own base of volunteers there in case you ever decide that you do wanna run for office. Uh, The community and civic volunteering is really, really important, I think, because it can put you in touch with um, very concerned residents. It can even help you build really long lasting relationships with uh, core people across the community. Um, And like I said, even if you don't ever decide to run, you're actually still making a, a positive difference in the community, so it's really nice. What do you think really set you up for success um, since you hadn't been planning on running or like, I feel like there's a lot of people who since they're little, they're like, I'm going to run for office. So what do you think, you know, really set you up for success to, you know, take that leap and and run? I think I've always just been driven by um, being willing to serve others. And when I went to Elizabethtown College, it was actually one of their, their mottos was to serve others. So uh, through education. And I, I think, continued in that path in a lot of ways when I was helping with pe- helping people with their financial circumstances. Um, and then now in public service, it really just kind of aligned really nicely. Um, having a background in business uh, from my, my college day- days, um, 
you know, that was very, very helpful in terms of a background for running for public office, but anyone can really run. Uh, We need all kinds of people with different backgrounds to be able to serve in office because there's all different issues that the Commonwealth is facing that need to be addressed, whether it be healthcare related or education. Uh, So if you're a teacher or a nurse, like those areas are really important for us. But for me, it it was finance and it was uh, helping small businesses and their families with, uh, like I said, their their financial situation. So it really did kind of line me up nicely for it. I just didn't realize it at the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, in 2020, we really saw a shift, I think, in the Republican Party. And like we had record amounts of women who were elected to office up and down the ballot um, on the Republican side, which is really cool to see. What do you think that the future of the GOP looks like in Pennsylvania? I think that the future is bright. I really do. I think uh, we are definitely a purple state for sure. So we have our work cut out for us, but as more and more people see what the liberals and the progressives are doing with their Democrat version of what's what they think is leadership, uh, what that's actually bringing to our communities, our state and I think our country are just on uh, a, a path for turning things around when they see what conservative government really looks like and the solutions that we have available to make a difference and I would say maybe even throw in a little populism there with our, uh, you know, GOP folks. Uh, that that's really what we offer. Okay, so let's shift more into the political aspect of Pennsylvania. Like you just said, it's definitely a purple state. You guys have a Democratic governor, but both legislative chambers are Republican held um, and Republican led. How does that dynamic really influence and impact your kind of like legislative priorities? <laughs> So yes, in Pennsylvania, we do have a split government. It really forces uh, us to take on uh, the what the mainstream initiatives are, and it forces our ideas to actually be examined on their merits. In fact, I would say that anything that is too far to one side, uh, left or right, isn't really going to move forward because either the legislature won't move it or the governor just won't sign it. That means that the issues that are most impactful for real everyday people, things like taxes and spending, those are the issues that really come to the forefront. And it's those issues that the GOP um, really focuses on and prospers when those issues come forward because we're just, those are our, you know, really core positions that we take that help people. I would, I would also just say that for example, uh, there is not a single one of Governor Wolf's massive tax increases that he tried to propose over the course of uh, his tenure that was able to be successful because our GOP held held the line. Um, so none of those tax hike budgets succeeded. And for me, who represents a very deeply purple district, it's really how my legislative agenda has always been focused. It's really on that middle ground, uh, common sense agenda. Yeah, that totally makes sense. You guys have been able to pass some really strong uh, legislation this year, stuff that, you know, protects individual liberties, empowers families, defends the Second Amendment. Um, Can you talk more about some of your favorite bills that Republicans have passed and how they benefit the community that you represent? So we have passed very important legislation on things like election security and protecting individual liberty. Governor Wolf has pretty much vetoed most of it. Uh, There's that split government thing again, right? I would say I'm most excited about legislation that we've passed to give parents greater control over their children's education. Uh, School choice is so important to families, especially here in Philadelphia, um, because there are children who are trapped in some of the lowest performing schools 
in Pennsylvania, right here in, in, in Philadelphia. And I just feel strongly, and I think along with the, the entire GOP, that no child should ever miss educational opportunities because of the zip code that they're from. And that school choice uh, you know, effort in Harrisburg uh, and across this Commonwealth has been very strong over these past few years, and we continue to advocate. Yeah, we've definitely seen the Democrats war on, on parents over the past, I would say, year probably. It was a huge um, issue in Virginia, obviously, especially in the you know, more blue leaning suburbs out in, in the state. And that really, I think, powered a lot of the, the momentum for the state to flip red for Governor um, Yunkin and also the, the House. So it's cool that you guys are, you know, working on some of some of the similar issues and uh, continuing to advance the cause for, for people in your district. So that's really awesome. But on the flip side of that, you're holding the line against state Democrats and Governor Wolf. Um, so what are some of the craziest things that they've tried to pass this year? that you all have been able to block to protect Pennsylvanians? Well, to start, again, almost every year Governor Wolf has been in office, he has proposed a massive tax increase. Uh, I mean, I'm talking like the biggest in the nation, tax and spending increases that would be disastrous for our economy and for everyday working people. Uh, But we've stopped them dead in their tracks, as they should be. And we even had, um, just on a separate note, some of the the folks were advocating for defunding of the police. And uh, that just is a totally radical agenda that we were able to stop as well. Alrighty, so the Pennsylvania House is a top target for Democrats this year, um, as it is, I feel like, and has been the past several years as well. In 2020, uh, National Democrats spent record amounts to flip Pennsylvania blue, but obviously failed. Um, They're certainly gonna be back with more this year. Why do you think it's so important that Republicans uh, continue to hold the line in in your state? I can tell you, if we don't continue to hold the line in Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, it will be on its way to becoming the next liberal bastion uh, to fail its citizens. And the great history of this state uh, and of my beautiful city of Philadelphia, um, the the cradle of liberty, really, uh, and freedom, it's just going to be lost. So all that we have to do is look at what these other um, folks are doing that are being put in charge already. You have uh, here in Pennsylvania, we have a Democrat socialist Lieutenant Governor who is one of the top contenders for US Senate. Our largest city has the most progressive district attorney in the nation who refuses to actually fight criminals. We have a Democrat candidate for governor whose most consistent trait is to Uh, look at what the next political ladder up for serving in public office is. And he's basically, you know, ran for office and had taxpayers pay for him to to get to the next level of government. It's really a shame because our Commonwealth deserves a lot better. And so do the citizens that we serve. So we we really hope that um, we can continue to hold the line here. How would you say that state Republicans are also holding the line against Washington and the, you know, Democrat-controlled D.C., their liberal agenda. How is How are they pushing on to Pennsylvania, their agenda, and how are you guys fighting back? So I would say that um, D.C. is, it, the what they do is basically spend a ton of money, right? Uh, they print and print and print more money, and they spend more money, and they create these uh, programs 
that the state then has to try to find monies to match in order to receive those dollars. And so they put us on these kind of permanent, uh, I guess you could call them welfare programs or other types of programs that the federal government is trying to incentivize the behaviors of states. And we get roped into that and it causes our budgetary, um, you know, fiscal constraints to continue where we have, you know, budget deficits and, and things of that nature, structural budget deficits, because we're trying to um, facilitate getting additional resources, but but um, being restricted in a lot of ways from, from the federal government because they want us to participate in these programs that just eventually cost us more money and cause a vicious downward spiral uh, for, for individual states. And so we push back hard against those kinds of things. And we really try to find programs and initiatives that actually help real people and have positive results. We're very results oriented in Pennsylvania. We want accountability for programs and we definitely want accountability for any of the, the folks that we send to DC to represent us. If of the Pennsylvania House and Senate, um, what do you think would happen? Well, I would say that there would be massive job loss and employers fleeing the state. There would be massive tax increases to pay for new liberal programs. I would say there'd be even be an exodus of state's younger population and wage owners. Um, it would be a vicious cycle of taxing and more, more taxes on fewer people. So it'd be more and more difficult to you know, make a living wage here in Pennsylvania. And we'd be winding up having to pay for more bigger government. And eventually I, I would say it would probably be like a death toll for the Commonwealth. Yeah, absolutely. And, and right now in the immediate with inflation as it is, I think yeah. that, you know, more taxes would obviously be hugely detrimental to a lot of people's livelihoods. Paying more and, you know, earning less is a potentially deadly combination. Yeah, it's really something, you know, inflation is caused by the overspending of our federal government. And when there's too much money in the system, that's what happens. And people... Uh, there's too many dollars chasing too few goods. And unfortunately, throughout history, inflation has not permitted wages to keep up with, with the pace of the cost increases for everyday families. That's the concern. It's also the concern for our own state budget as well, uh, because we have to afford and find a way to pay for all of these inflated uh, costs that we have. Um, so it, it's really a shame. Uh, I think we have to continue to, like I said, make sure that Republicans get back into office and to help hold the line. So that will probably be part of your answer to the next question if I were to guess, but what are the top issues that you and other Republican candidates are focused on to bring results to Pennsylvania families if you're reelected and other candidates are elected for the first time? Absolutely. Uh, and yes, it's a fair assumption that uh, this response is somewhat included. I do believe that our Commonwealth are Republicans in Harrisburg by controlling spending and instilling fiscal discipline will help to stave off the massive inflation. Growing our economy by supporting job creators is really, really important, but also improving education so that people have real job skills that, that match what the employers need who want to be here in our state. And I would say in my district here in, in the city of Philadelphia, addressing rising crime. But on the whole, I would say getting our economy back on track and controlling inflation is really the key and what we have to do to help the people that we serve. Colorado, Minnesota, who are you know a little bit 
bluer than Pennsylvania is, and they're talking about the same issues, you know, economy, jobs, uh, education, crime, those are all things that they're also struggling with and that the Republicans are building their platforms on. Um, and so it's cool to see that similar themes are happening in, in different places across the country and Republicans are really stepping up and proposing solutions instead of just talking points. Absolutely. Yep. Alrighty. So do you have any final thoughts for our listeners today? No, I would just say thank you so much again, Annie, for the opportunity to talk with you is really exciting. And I hope that everyone was able to learn a little bit about Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania is a great state. Um, Representative White, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you to everyone for listening. Um, As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to. And always remember, state politics have implications that are bigger than you think.